Yo, this that old for Bean Brock. Keep the thing cocked. I inspired the trap. Ask them niggas on my block. Catch one op. Way before Fetty Wap. Yo, tonight at nine. Wrong count East podcast. Coke boy Brock. The streets back block. You already know what it is. Tonight at nine. Tune in. Shout out to Mitchie Slick. Shout out to my homie Brazy. We lit tonight. Whoop. Yo, it's Duff for the Cloud Chaser TV, man. We back up in this thing again, you dig? Hey, man, we got a special guest online, man. Hey, salute at Wrong County East Podcast, man. Y'all will follow us up. Hey, shout out Brazy K. Hey, brother, can you uh, introduce yourself? What's going on with you? How you doing, man? Can you introduce yourself? Let the people know who you are. Let me um, let me walk over by the water so I can hear a little better. All right. Yeah, I'm out, I'm out in the bow right now. <laughs> hey, yeah. Yo, I got you. It's all good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, you know, we, we got we to gotta still make it happen, though. We got to still make it happen. What's the word? Though? I hear you better now. I hear y'all better now. Yeah. Uh, let's start from the top. Let me go back real quick. Yo, it's Duff of the Cloud okay. Chaser TV, man. We back up in this thing again. You dig? Hey, man, we got a special guest online. Special guest. Can you introduce yourself for us, man? You already know who it is, man. The streets, back block, Brock, man. Coke boy Brock, man. We in the building, man. Shout out to the Wrong Kind Podcast, man. All my family out west, east. You know the, you know the business. No, salute, man. A salute at Wrong Kind East Podcast, man. Salute, Brazy K. Y'all go follow up right now, man. Exclusive. Uh-oh. Uh Let's get to it, man. Uh, let's take us from the beginning, brother. Like where you grew up, you know what I'm saying? Your upbringing. Well, you know, I grew up in the South Bronx, mostly. The beginning of my upbringing, a lot of people don't know, was actually uptown in the Bronx. I'm actually born in Eat of All Projects, uptown. Yeah, you know I mean, so, you know, around, I want to say six, seven years old, I moved to the South Bronx. And that's where everything really started. You know, the whole East Tremont area, the Grand Concourse, Clay Avenue, that side of things. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So, like, when so, you was coming, you, what you was about to say? Now, nah, I was just saying, like, you know, it's like every hood got a hood, every ghetto got a ghetto. You know, it's the same thing, you know. Same but you like, when you was growing up, though, like in your teenage years, was you like an athlete? What you was, you know what I'm saying? You was already in the streets. That's the crazy part. Like, early on, we was all athletes in my area. Let me tell y'all something. Me, French, Drew, Cheese, the whole group, we was all dead nice in basketball. A lot of people don't understand. That's how we got a lot of outlets through the music. Because when we was playing basketball, French wanted to start up the DVD. And when he started the DVD, we actually got assistance with me and artists through Pee Wee Kirkland. Shout out mm. to OG Pee Wee Kirkland. Yeah, I mean, we were all going to a basketball camp he had called Pee Wee Kirkland the School of Scales. So we'll go there throughout the weeks. I actually started going there first, and then I brought the homies. And you know, we built a relationship with them. He seen people want to do something positive outside you know, of the gym, and he assisted, and, you know, he plugged French with a few rappers, got some interviews, and it took off from there. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. So, like, you, so you was around since the beginning, like, uh, French, everybody been around since the beginning? I was around when he first got to this country, like, 
that's my childhood friend, you know what I'm saying? So we really like came up together. Like I knew friends since I was about 10, 11 years old, you know what I'm saying? He probably like two, three years older than me, you know what I'm saying? But I knew him since, since a child. So we got like 20 plus years of friendship, you know what I'm saying? Me, him, Drew. I mean, when I moved, I moved on that side of the Tremont. And those was like some of the first people I linked with. Gotcha, gotcha. No doubt, no doubt. So, uh, like, how, well, like, when did y'all really start to really enter the industry? You would think, like, what age were you? Like at first, you know, we, you know, you doing music in the neighborhood for fun. Like, you go in the studio, do a little freestyle here and there. I mean, and everybody take likings to the shit. Like, with, with, like, I was always really in industries. So I was running around getting in trouble at a young age. That was just Brock, you know what I'm saying? But I had did a few freestyles. And when niggas from my hood would do, would burn them and put them on CDs. So now I come back through the neighborhood and I hear niggas listening to that shit. The niggas is telling me, yo, Brock, you need to take that shit serious, you heard? So mm -hmm. I'm like, what the fuck about that rap shit? You know how that shit go. And then I started getting in trouble, you know? So I had to go sit down and do a few years. And when I came, when I was inside, Cocaine City DVDs was bumping still. And niggas was throwing videos I shot on the DVD. And what, the, what they was doing was putting it in between artists that was already kind of semi-mainstream. Mm -hmm. So now I'm on Rangers Island, but I'm out here on Cocaine City. I don't even know I'm a rapper. Niggas is coming in there like, yo, fam, I'm with <laughs> DVD. Yeah. Like, what DVD? I mean, but yeah, the homies looked out. They was putting Free Brock on the end of all the DVDs and, you know, promoting me while I was inside. So I came home and niggas was on the tour. I was on parole, so I had the decision. Either go on that tour and take a chance of getting violated with your PO coming to your house or uh, fall back and let the homies go. Like, I took that chance. I'm like, fuck that. I'm out. And I went on the tour and it was over from there. No, no doubt. No doubt. So now you're on tour, man. You home. You're free. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, you start to, you know, see what the industry, like the, the mainstream industry is like was different from like what y'all was already doing, correct? It was a difference, yeah. right? All the way different because, like now when you on tour, like like French was always he was growing, cause he was rapping solo before the whole group shit started and everything like that. So when I when I came home, we was recording. They was recording Coke Boys One, and I went to the studio. That's when I first met Chinks. Rest in peace, Chinks. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't know Chinks created the name Coke Boys. Mm. He did that shit that night in the studio. You know what I mean. It was still cocaine city and niggas just clicking up, just doing what they doing, a bunch of neighborhood niggas, you know what I mean? And he came up with that name. And at first when they asked me about the title, they was like, Yo, what you think about the Coke Boys? I ain't like that shit because I was on parole, you heard? So I'm like, yeah. that shit kind of hot. <laughs> hot. But we had the acronym already in place when it stood for creation of kings everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you dope. So it all planned out working. And I mean, then we went on that tour. And like you said, now it's management involved. It's, it's a whole bunch of other shit per DMs, tour buses, hotels. So, you know, like I always feel like that industry side of shit, it takes away from the fun of the art because you start looking at it like a business. Like when I seen I can get paid whatever for a verse and a show here and you know what I'm saying? You start looking at it more like a business and the fun aspect kind of got out of it. Cause when I first was doing it, I was doing it for fun. That was, that was my sport, like basketball, you know what I'm saying? And the, the fun kind of get took out of the shit so now when the fun get, get taken away from the shit, it just, you know, you know how that shit goes. It's like anything in life, you know what I'm saying? You don't really enjoy it the same, but you're doing it because that's second nature. Yeah. You wake up, you sleep, you, you eat, you eat rap, you eat music when you're doing this. So 
I mean, but for the most part, it was fun. I, I had a lot of fun, man. A lot of good experiences, a lot of good stories. Word. No, no doubt, no doubt. So, um, you know, now is everyone relationship staying the same? Everybody's pretty much still on the same page, right? Yeah, hell yeah. But it's just niggas start living their lives. Like we all, you gotta understand, we doing that at the beginning. We 23, 22, 24. So now when you transition, you 30, you know what I'm saying? And you get a little older. We've been we've been out here stomping the y'all for a minute. I mean, the Cowboy brand been popping for a long time. So I mean, you know, everybody starts to take their little own path and you know you become because you start to learn the game. So a lot of people brand still started little independent labels with their little teams and that. But it's also the family. Everybody still communicate, you know what I'm saying? It's just you over here, you got home base to take care of, you know what I'm saying? So you gotta focus on home base a little more now. I mean, niggas got homes now that they own and kids, so you know how that should go. But it's all the same thing. I mean, niggas are still clicking. I mean, we got a lot of shit in the stores and the works and all that right now. Gotcha. And um, like, like what's like what's the relationship um with um like when it comes to the connection with the Bronx and hip hop? Like, yeah, what's the direct connection when it comes to you? You know, and uh, the uh, Coke Boys. See. Because y'all about, all from the Bronx, right? I don't mean to cut you off. You all from the Bronx, from the, right? We all from the same neighborhood. So it's like, 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 Droop and friends, they lived in the same building in 1975, Lafontaine. You know what I'm saying? I lived in 1975, Bathgate. That's two blocks over. Mm-hmm. So I chilled on their block. Like, I'll be on their block. They come out in the morning. I'm out that shit, busting sales, all type of shit. You know, I was a young wild nigga. That's not even my block, but I fuck with them up there. You know what I'm saying? I so happen to start staying up there a lot. And you know, the cheese moved to the neighborhood. Cheese moved over to the neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, um, if I'm not mistaken, French met Chinks rest in peace through, through Max's relationship with Max B and all that. And, you know, Chinks came on down the line. But at the beginning, like, we was the brand. Like, we was we was the first ones really, really in this shit. Like, we going to recording D-Block Studios out in Yonkers. Shout out to my man Job at the Chasing Chicken, a pebble clothing line. I mean, he was taking us to D-Block Studios, and we used to record out there in a studio in Yonkers and shit like that. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, at the beginning, it was just for fun, but niggas started popping. Like, it just started taking off, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, wildfire, because, you know, everybody got everybody got a little spunk to them, a little attitude, a little charisma. You know, everybody charismatic, so... And niggas was already known in the streets for different shit. So, like, when I started rapping, it was easy, because I was already known in the streets for different shit. So, it just started taking off, and You know what I'm saying? One thing led to another, and it was lit. Oh, gotcha. When it come to uh, Chinks, um, rest in peace, um... Was he like, like, what was your relationship with him? Um, you know, when he was alive, is and also is he the only member that's um deceased? Well, yeah, you know, it's a few, it's a few other other people that um like ran ran around with the team, like not main rappers, but you know, we 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 took a few losses over the years. You know, that's life. That's that's how the streets go. But yeah, Chinks was like a real Chinks was a real cool cool dude, man. Real cool cool dude. He's call me Big Blood. I used to always wear a lot of red. I mean, mm-hmm. be funny, I mean, but real cool dude down to earth. Yeah, I mean, he just was about his business because he came home with a, with a plan. You could see it in him. Like when I first met Chinks, you could see he came home with a plan. He came home with tunnel vision because he did his little stand up state and all that shit. And I mean, he was cool, man. Like, I mean, I, I ain't got none, none, no bad memories to say about my nigga. Young, fly, light skinned nigga. Yeah, I mean, come in there, do what he do. Everybody took a liking to him. I mean, he, he had the total package. He had the look, he had the lyrics. And he was about to be so big. And that's what, that shit is what hurt most when you think about the whole situation. Because Chinks was, like, about to go out of this world because he had it. Like, that nigga yeah. making a record. That nigga had the cadence. He had the bounce. 
he had the lyrics, he had the look, he had the total package, and he had a lot of shit going on behind the scenes. And it's always suckers that that don't want to see that happen. So you, that's why you got to start moving a certain way when you hit that you hit that 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 part of life. You know what I'm saying? But you never know. Like everybody could speak on that shit, but you never know when it's your day, when it's your time. You know what I'm saying? So you never stop living how you live. Like I true, mean, but it's always a hater in the mess, man. So you just you know you keep the windows open, man. But my brother was a my brother was a good nigga, family man. You know what I'm saying? He got a lot of love out here, as you see. I mean, it's still it's years later. I mean, he's still getting played on the radio. People still talking about him. People posting him on social media. So, I mean, we just got to keep his name alive, like like Fresh yeah. is doing, like Zach is doing, everybody else is doing. You know what I'm saying? And, and keep his name alive and just keep this shit going because he wouldn't want to see it die down. No, for sure. And did you have a um a relationship with um Max B? It was funny because when I first came home, Max was fucking with French. So he's taking my first day home. I met Max B. French French was calling and they pulled up on me. That's when the French had like a white escalade. They pulled up on me on Tremont and Concourse. I, I heard of Max, mm-hmm. but I really wasn't too familiar with him at that time because I was locked up. My little brother, rest in peace, Quay Dallas, he, he knew who he was. Like he was a fan of him. So when they pulled up in the car, he like, oh, shit, he got Max B with him. So I'm like, who, who that? He's like, nah, son lit out here, you heard? Mm-hmm. I mean, they hop out the car. Yo, to this day, he call me Brown. He don't say Brock. He say Brown. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you start laughing. You're a funny nigga. That's my nigga, though. But, I mean, then then I met him and all that shit. Him and French were trying to take me to an all-white party. But, you know, I had my daughter in the house. My daughter was born while I was locked up. So, I wanted to spend time with her, spend time with the family. I told him, nigga. Plus, I was the chance of parole and all that shit. But, yeah, I met him my, my first night home. I met him. I mean, been in his house a few times. You know what I mean? We used to live in the Bronx and shit with Frenchie and them. You know what I mean? Use the studio and shit. You know I mean, good vibes. Son is a very very cool dude. I mean, funny as hell. And I just know the magic gonna happen when he come home with French word. No, I got you. I got you. And like, you know, like just what you're saying, it sounds like, you know what I'm saying, Coke Boy's been real from the start. But like, um, when it comes to like, you know, people on the internet ain't gonna say no names though when they send shots at like French Montana or they send shots at, um, you know, your brand. Like, how you be feeling about that? Man, man. That's the thing, man. The internet give niggas a voice that they won't have in front of you. You feel me? Like, like, like niggas, niggas. Done, I get you get all type of crazy. You get DMs. You know what I'm saying? People do little blogs and shit like that. And then you'll run into these niggas somewhere and they want a picture with you. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's weird, man. The internet give niggas a voice that don't got a voice. So it's like you can sit in your room, never come outside your house, and you can have thirty thousand followers on social media because you know how to do a TikTok or some weird shit. You know right. What I'm saying? We had to really be outside in our day growing up. So I, I really don't pay that shit no more. Of course, you're going, like any man, you know, and somebody's talking shit or talking crazy, you, you feel away, but you can't let that shit take up your stride because when you run into these niggas now, outside of the saying, yo, Brock, it wasn't nothing like that. Oh, yo, let me get a picture <laughs> with you, blood. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. It just never failed, man. So I really don't pay that shit no more. Big up to them, man. Y'all niggas keep doing what y'all doing because y'all ain't doing nothing but bringing lights to the situation. But when we see y'all, it's nothing. Y'all niggas want pictures and hugs and daps. I got you. And like um today, like what's your relationship with everybody? You know now, twenty twenty. Oh, it's still all love. It's family, man. Like that, like that's a that's a family thing. Like from French, his 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 little brother Zach, Drew, Cheese. Like I mean, anybody like that was ever around us. Like that shit is like more like a family. So everybody still, you know, probably not such as we used to be, but you know, you tapping with a nigga, make sure you still breathing. And you know what I mean, everybody's still here, man. Like it's family. It, that shit is way deeper than rap. This whole situation, so. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we always we're gonna we start together for life. Gotcha, gotcha. And do they have like a uh, a cheese day? Do they have like like they got the yams day? They got like y'all got that? They actually was just setting one up, and it was gonna pop off this year, but all this COVID shit. Oh yeah, it's it, it's put a it put a halt to that shit. But yo, the first change they was gonna be this year. That shit was supposed to be crazy, but this whole COVID shit put like a, a put like a halt to that shit. So couldn't really do nothing. I mean, but yeah, that's that's definitely coming in the near future. Like, and it's gonna be big. A lot of artists was on deck. Like, I know that shit was gonna be lit because the homie had a lot of love out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had a lot of love out here. So I mean, we I know that's definitely in the works because it was supposed to pop off this year. Honestly, like, shout out to um Viking and Vinyl. I mean, they're like Chinks brothers. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, my son Wax has changed real blood, brother. Yeah, I mean, Viking and Bino was, you know, they, they like his brothers and shit like that. I mean, but they was all setting that shit up from what I was hearing. And the COVID took off, so it was over. No, I got you. I got you. So, you know, I want to keep you long, man. So, like, what, what do you have planned, though? Like, um, what, what's to it, like, this shit with you? Any new well, releases? Me, I mean, I'm... I'm like it's about to, it's about turning back. Like I, I got I got like like a bomb. I got like like five bombs that I've just been holding like record wise. You know what I'm saying? But the the, the uh the the, the the uh how I want to say it, like like the, the attention span is so short right now that I just really want to drop singles. I don't even want to put out a whole project on EP. You know what I'm saying? I want to drop singles on EP, shoot some videos and just turn this shit back up. Yeah, you know I mean, cause like I went through a lot of personal like family deaths and you know lost my little brother. I'm saying a lot of shit like that, so I was really sorry to hear that, on, brother. Yeah, I appreciate that. So I was just really focused on real life, you know what I'm saying, getting back in the stride with life. But yes, yeah, it's, it's this shit never stops. So you know, just putting steps steps in place, being strategic, and we're gonna turn it up like this year. I got home. Um, I'm gonna drop back block two, but before that, I'm gonna drop a bunch of singles. So I'm about to start bombing on them. Got you visuals too. Visuals like a motherfucker. That's how you gotta put it out there now. These young boys want to see the videos. They want to see some shit. So we're going to give it to them. Oh, facts, facts. No, definitely, man. Uh, can you shut out your social media? Let them know where they can find you at. Hey, yo, listen, man. You find me everything. is Coke Boy Brock. C-O-K-E-B-O-Y-B-R-O-C-K. On everything. Y'all you know I mean? Make sure y'all follow that. And just be in, be in the lookout. Y'all you know I mean? Yo, shout out to the Wrong Con Podcast. Shout out to all my family. I mean, my own Mitchie Slick. I mean, we got a few records out. I go check those shits out online. Shout out to my nigga Brazy K, man. Shout out to the whole family, man. Y'all already know the business. It's always love. No, no doubt. One more question before you get up out of here. Uh, okay. Oh, OG, uh, Mac Drummer. What was your relationship yeah. with him? I mean, like when I met, when I met, when I met homie. No, it was through, it was through, it was through Brazy. You know what I'm saying? So I met, I met Mac like personally. I mean, he ain't never come over to me no type of way. I know he had a lot of little funny shit going on behind the scenes. But a lot of people were like, me personally, like, I never really had an issue with him. I mean, I mean, we did we did some joints out of AZ in the, I think like a strip club, and he was there. He was he was around in the in the back in the back wings, but I never really did like personal business with him. Like I met him through mm-hmm. crazy and all that shit. So like, I mean, personally, I mean, blessing son, whatever the fuck he got going on, I already don't know. But I be seeing a lot of shit on the internet with homie. You know what I mean, so I don't really pay attention to that though, man. I mean. I got you. I got you. No, man, I really appreciate this blessing, man. Uh, hopefully you can come back, man. We're going to get some more questions to you. I want you to get back to your family, man. Finish up that dinner. All right. Man, I salute. appreciate you, my G. Salute, salute G. Man, good. All right.